iFlex, a project funded by the EU Commission and part of the Bridge Initiative, is aiming at empowering energy consumers by making it as easy as possible for them to participate in demand response. The project's ambition is, among other things, to create an intelligent personal assistant for the energy consumer called the iFlex Assistant. And while the consumer will still have full control of the flexibility, the operation can be fully automated so that the consumer does not have to do anything on a daily basis. Markus Taumberger, the project's coordinator and my guest for this episode, will discuss with me the concept and objectives of the project. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Hello, Marcus, and thank you very much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Would you please describe in a few words the IFLEX project for us? So in the IFLEX project, we are aiming to empower the consumers to make it easier for them to participate in demand response. As a core concept, we have the IFLEX assistant, which is a software that will uh, make it possible for end users to easily connect to uh, their flexibility to the market. And which needs of the EU energy grid is IFLEX covering and how? The IFLEX project is directly addressing the EU policies, namely the 2030 climate and energy framework and the energy union. So there's a strong focus on renewables, self-consumption, energy market overhaul and consumer empowerment. Who is involved in the project? This is a project that has quite a vast scope. Who is involved? Is it a big consortium? Yes, the consortium is uh, consisting of 13 partners from Finland, Denmark, Slovenia and Greece. And we have uh, various stakeholders in our consortium. We have a consumer organization that helps us to make the user-centric development possible. We have DSOs, retailers, energy service companies, and then also small and big companies. And of course, research and academia are a part of it. It's actually quite nice that you have a consumer association in, in the midst because this is not something that happens quite often. Most of uh, uh, projects that are relatively similar to iFlex that have to do with consumer behavior or with energy communities, etc., not always do they have uh, a consumer association with them. How come this uh, came along for you? Yes, because we were from the beginning planning a user-centric project and then we thought that it's very natural to have a consumer association on board. And we have also established an ethics advisory board that helps us that we are following the GDPR rules. And especially in our pilots, we have pilots in Finland, Slovenia and Greece. So it's very good to have this to support our work there. Excellent ethics. Another another point that I find quite, uh, quite important. Who is the target audience uh, of the project? Not only consumers, I would say, right? Of course, the end users are very important because we try to empower them. But on the other hand, also, we have the other stakeholders that uh, we try to enable to facilitate the transparent and efficient utilization of consumer flexibility. So we are talking about aggregators, balancing responsible parties, distribution system operators, so the DSOs, but also up to the transmission system operators, the TSOs. 
You mentioned flexibility uh, a bit earlier. So, and if I'm not mistaken, one of the project's objectives is to engage energy consumers in flexible energy consumption. Given the diversity, however, of the continent's various grids and consumers' mentalities and behaviors in the various countries, how plausible is it? And what were the name the main uh, difficulties that you faced? Yes, so we are investigating and validating our systems in three pilots and we have selected them in a way that we have the Nordics with Finland, we have Central Europe with Slovenia and then we have Southern Europe with Greece. So we have different climate zones and also different cultures where we can collect feedback from. And the different behavior patterns and habits such as uh, electric boilers versus district heating, they can be covered by the iFlex Assistant software component. Yes, actually, it's quite uh, inclusive. This uh, this project it has everything north. I mean, geographically at least, north, yeah. central, and and south. Uh, what kind of technologies are you focusing in uh, to advance your demand uh, response strategy? Yes, I've already mentioned the AI part. So with AI enabled modeling and optimization, we will be able to uh, model the human behavior, and then uh, of course we need also. Uh, interoperable uh, platform to make it possible to exchange the data that, that we are collecting and then also incentive schemes that are uh, needed to motivate the end users to participate that they are being developed in our project. If you had to choose let's say one of those as the most important of them all what would you say? Uh, in this case, because we try to offload the end user, so the modeling and the digital twin that we are creating from the end users, I think the core of, of this project. Fair enough. However, I want to talk about the personal assistant. <laughs> now, the assistant is a software agent that handles all the complexity of the system uh, interactions. Again, I want to ask, due to the diversities in EU, how plausible is it and what are the difficulties? And also, if you see it from, from the point of view of the, uh, of the end user, because as a user myself, I find it difficult to discuss with AI sometimes. Yes. So here, the thing is that the iFlex assistant or personal assistant uh, is actually built from the digital twin of the end user. And this digital twin is built from models, AI, and the collected data. And it can easily adapt on different regions and, and cultures, for example. And then, uh, of course, we have the uh, pilots where we can validate our FX assistance. And uh, we have multi-site demonstrators, so this makes it possible for us to adjust the assistant uh, accordingly. And also we are promoting and facilitating the adoption of the iFlex assistant in different regions and also beyond the EU. So you did give me a nice assist when you when you talked about the digital twin. I just didn't get it uh, immediately. Apologies for that. Uh, let me stay one more second uh, for one more question uh, at the digital assistant. I'm sure you are aware of everything uh, that uh, uh, we discuss um, on a global level, let's say, when it comes to AI, specifically now with that chat, uh, uh, I don't remember how it's called, chat, chat. yes, thank you. Um, what is your take on that, on, on the ethical, actually, point, since you also mentioned that you have some ethical um, uh, interactions within your uh, your project? Yes, in our case, we are actually 
using the AI for training our models, but the AI is act not active interacting with the end user. So we are training it with the with the data that we are collecting, but then the assistant itself actually is not having AI along. So from that point of view, we are uh, not touching these ethics aspects so much. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, you're absolutely right. That would be only if there was an interaction on a, on a, on the level of the, the end consumer with the AI with questions and answers. I thought that that would also be part of the of the personal assistant. Let's move to rules and regulations now a little bit. Uh, what do you think we're missing in Europe or what should we change when it comes to regulation? And here I intend both on a European, uh, so EU Commission level and the local one. You mentioned already, uh, you mentioned the three uh, pilots, Greece, Slovenia and, and uh, the Nordics. So. What would you say? Uh, here I have two aspects to consider. One is that uh, at the moment, the end users cannot directly act on the market. They need to go through an aggregator or, or some other uh, entity that is certified. But uh, in the future, it should be possible for end users to also directly participate, maybe in new markets, for example. And the other aspect is that uh, we have also noticed that in our pilots that for DSOs, as they are strictly regulated, it is rather rather difficult at the moment to offer monetary rewards to their end users. So they have difficulties to pass uh, incentives to the end users, and this needs to be done, uh, addressed by regulator. Excellent. So basically, um, what, what, led, what you told me has to do mostly with, uh, with uh, the local authorities. On an EU level, however, how do you gather that together? Yes, uh, on, on EU level, we are active also in the Bridge Initiative, and that is mm -hmm. an initiative that bundles all the ongoing research projects in Europe, and through that we are able to feed uh, feedback into the policymakers at, uh, in Brussels. Excellent. Marcus, thank you very much. I think uh, our conversation is, is quite to the spot, to the, uh, to the point, and uh, it, uh, it gives an example and a clarification of what iFlex is and also how we should address energy communities within uh, Europe. Thank you very much for this uh, conversation. Thank you very much indeed. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe and you can access our other episodes too. I am Areti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm.